When I was very young, my family moved around because my father had been drafted into the military as a physician. So although I was born in St. Louis, we moved quite often, once to a military base in New Mexico, and then again to a military base in Colorado, where I learned to hike and all about aspen trees and their leaves. We moved to Iowa City, Iowa, when my father did a fellowship as a physician. And then we moved back to St. Louis. Now, when I was young, moving was exciting. It meant a new house. It meant new friends. It meant a new place to live. When everything was fresh and interesting and life was new. But as an adult, I do not like moving. It is hard work. All those boxes to pack, the closets to clean and sort through, the stuff that you have to try and give away before the movers come so you don't just dump the junk drawer in the box and tape it up and keep going. The adventure in moving as an adult nowadays is often finding the box that never got opened and unpacked from the last move and saying to your husband, I don't remember that we had a silver fondue set. Look at that. Who knew? Moving is hard. And yet this is what God calls us to do. To step out in faith and make a move. Our congregation is celebrating an anniversary. A one-year anniversary in the next week or so. The anniversary of when a mom and dad and a four-year-old boy and a six-year-old daughter stepped off a plane at Dulles International Airport and into the arms of this congregation, which was just waiting to embrace them. Of course, this is the al family who moved, or rather fled, Syria when their home was destroyed in a bomb and their city homes, which is no more. The family lived in Jordan for four years, waiting. And then with only 24 hours notice, they found that they were moving to the United States, a new language, a new culture, a new world. And nearly a year later, they are almost self-sufficient. They'll soon be getting their green cards. The mom, Amar, has her driver's license. They have moved from death to life. A move prompted by God's love for that family and for our family of faith. A move prompted by God's insatiable desire to bless us. This is who God is and what God does. God calls us and moves us into blessings. Still, moving is hard, especially when we don't have to, when we're not fleeing for our lives, as so many 
are. And so it is remarkable that our ancestor in the faith, Abraham, when he was 75 years old, he and his wife, Sarah, had lived in their village all their lives, and they were prosperous. We know this because of all the sheep that Abraham goes with on his journey. And so at the end of a long career and successful career as a farmer, Abraham hears God calling him and saying, Go to the land that I will show you and I will bless you and I will make of you a great nation. Now, that word blessing means peace and well-being. It means happiness. I will bless you. I will pronounce favor upon you. And through you, I will bless all the nations of the world. Now, let's just imagine for a moment Abraham's conversation then with his wife, Sarah. Honey, we're going to move. Where? Well, I don't know. Huh? Well, I heard God say, let's move. We're going to move. We're going to go with God. Where? God didn't tell me. Huh? God said, I will show you. Well, what language will they speak there? God said, I will show you. What direction is it? God said, I will show you. What will it be like there? God said, I will show you. Why are we going? God said, I will bless you. And so they set out on this journey, on this insatiable desire with God, and they will have to clean out their closets. There will be difficult things that they have to leave behind. We have to remember that God makes this promise to Abraham when he and Sarah have had no children, and Sarah is long past childbearing age, and Sarah says, how is it that you are to be the father of many nations? And Abraham again says, God said, I'll show you. They have to give up what they know is possible and not possible and step out towards blessing. Our ancestors in the faith did it, and we are called to do it as well. This Lent, I am preparing for a journey. It is at something of a crossroads in my life when I have been in ministry for almost half my life. Somebody said I was brave to say my age, but I'm proud to be 52 and to ha having served the church for almost 25 years come September. Our church has been incredibly blessed to have been awarded a grant to make a journey. We say as our mission that we want to center ourselves in the love of God as we know it in Jesus Christ. Christ, 
our center. And so when we applied for a sabbatical grant for the church and for me, we wrote it up as Christ our center. We want to journey deeper into our connection with God, our connections with one another, and to how we can live out of the blessings of God. For me, that blessing, that call to life, happens in the sacred art of icon painting. I always hear God calling me to make that journey through that icon and through that God blesses me and I come alive with the art and the beauty, the prayer, the faith. I know God. And so I am blessed to begin this sacred journey of rest and renewal, the sabbatical. I will be away after Easter through the end of the summer. This is a wonderful gift that this church is giving me, that I may answer God's call to blessing and come back to be a blessing for all of you. I'll be taking workshops, making a pilgrimage to an ancient abbey where monks once painted illuminated manuscripts. Our family is going to go to Greece where I will drag them through monasteries to see all of the beautiful icons, and they will love every minute of it. <laughs> and then we'll go to London to see their icon, Harry Potter Studios. It is a journey, a journey of blessing. Now, while I am away, you will all be having your own adventure, your own exploring Christ our center and connecting with the love of God in new ways. There will be different voices in the pulpit. You'll hear Mark Greiner preach and Deborah Sokoloff from Wesley Theological Seminary talk about art and worship. By then, we will have a new hymnal, a new hymnal, the purple hymnal, which is the hymnal, hymnal of this next generation. Glory, hallelujah, thanks be to God. There are some old favorites in there. The old rugged cross, and he walks with me in the garden. And there's some new stuff that we have yet to learn. It will be a journey of adventure. And you know that we will be blessed. There'll be a mural to paint. When I return, we'll compare notes on all of our adventures and all the things that we have learned and all the ways that we have been blessed. And we may have to clean out some closets and leave behind some long-held beliefs of the way things just are and what is possible and what is not. And where God might be leading us next and what blessings yet await. But that comes after Easter. For now, it is still Lent. And Lent is that time for listening, to hear the call to life and blessing. 
to hear where we need to make that move, to listen closely, to step out in faith. And I think that right now there is so much noise in our world, so many words that are deadening and cursing, that it is very hard to hear God's words of life and blessing. So we must listen even more closely. As I've listened, I've heard voices speaking for greater understanding between religions, how Christians, Muslims, and Jews must reach out to each other. I heard of the mosque that was burned in Victoria, Texas, completely destroyed, and how Christians rallied the community to raise the money to it to be rebuilt. And in 24 hours, they raised $600,000. I want to hear those voices. I want to hear the voices of hope that will come out of our open forum session next Sunday. I want to hear what blessings you all hear in that discussion and where it might move us. Another voice that I hear is the opening of that museum to honor Harriet Tubman. And there's something about honoring this slave woman who broke free and then made the journey over and over again back into the land of slavery to free people on that network of the Underground Railroad. She is an ancestor in our faith who is making that journey to move people to life and blessing. It's just so wonderful that we hear about her at this time in our history. Where in your life are you longing to be blessed? Is there a relationship that needs for you to take a step in the direction of blessing? to risk the hard conversation? Is there a place in your body that needs blessing and healing and calling you to step out for new life? Listen, God is making the road to blessing. Moving is not easy, but we can be brave and we can take those steps. How? God will show us. Amen.